Well, I don't think we would have gone into Indianapolis GP Sunday and expecting Michael McDowell to come out the winner. 54 laps led, absolutely smacked the field. We've got a lot to break down here on this edition of FrenchRoads.com, Stock Cars, Goob. I am Adam Cheek. Joining me is Dalton Hopkins. Dalton, it's it's been a while. It's been a little bit. How are you doing, sir? It's been too long, man. I think the last time was uh, Nashville. And uh, back then we sat, I sat in uh, a... Uh, a storage room, Nashville storage room for about an hour trying to connect to you. So this has actually gone a lot more smoother uh, than what it was last time. But yes, yeah, too long, man. And, and my gosh, what a race uh, that we've got to talk about here. The underdog winner, some interesting uh, playoff, uh, some interesting playoff implications occurred today. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a fun one, man. I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah. And let's start out with talking about Michael McDowell, the underdog winner, which honestly, it, it kind of feels weird to call him an underdog at this point because he's run relatively well this year. He was in contention for a playoff spot, but he locks it up with this win. And we know he's been good at road courses before. He got his only Xfinity win and only win in NASCAR to date up until the Daytona 500 a couple years ago at Road America within Richard Childers car. Then one Daytona has run well at road courses. I think he contended for the win with Suarez at Sonoma last year. Uh, and then finished eighth at the GP last year at Indy. But 54 laps led today, just absolutely destroyed the field. How impressive was this drive from a guy who's nearing 40 and who just got locked in for another year with front row? I, I think it's super impressive to come from a guy like Michael McDowell and from front row motorsports. But not only that, I, I think I think it's super impressive, but maybe not entirely unexpected. I think everyone has kind of like looked at Michael McDowell as the road course as a road course guy, considering his sports car background. Um, he's just one of those guys that's been able to kind of run up front uh, at these road course races. I mean, we, we've seen him run really well with this next gen car, especially at tracks like road course races. And then, of course, uh, Ford has been really strong the last few weeks. I mean, this is the first time since 2020 that Ford has won three consecutive races. So, I mean, this is another impressive, just another impressive run by Ford. I mean, it's a dominating win, and of course, Michael McDowell, you know, getting this win uh, and making him uh, and locking himself into the, locking himself into the playoffs with this. Uh, also, the uh, so I look back for the Indianapolis Road Course. Every single race we've had at the Indianapolis Road Course for the Cup Series has been won by a second time Cup Series winner. So. Uh, it's really interesting to think about, uh, you know, the kind of winners that this track has produced. But I mean, it's like you said, Adam, this is not this was not a race that was won by McDowell because of some kind of, you know, fuel mileage race or some kind of, you know, because of high attrition. It was because Michael McDowell straight up just stomped the field, including guys like Chase Elliott, who finished second. Well, you bring up Chase, and he was in contention. It looked like he might have a shot at some point, and then he just kept falling back, crept closer, fell back, was a little bit closer at the end, didn't quite get there, but he misses another shot at a win. I'm not going to ask the same question that we did on the scoop last week about, is he going to make the playoffs, because that gets boring week after week. But how crucial are these next two weeks for that number nine team? And you, know, you, you look even more along the cut line, Harvick plus 145, Brad plus 143. They're both in pretty good shape, but Bubba's only plus 28 and Daniel Suarez lost a potential window with slow stop. He's on that bubble and that cut line too. Ty Gibbs is below it. Others are right there. So what's your outlook, not just Chase specific, but for all of those guys, as we have just two races left at Watkins Glen, which isn't really an unknown, but it's still a road course. And then Daytona, which is, of course, the wild card of wild cards. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely wish that uh, I had the points right in front of me, but uh, it doesn't look like NASCAR has quite updated them just yet. But still, I mean, yeah, when it comes to Chase Elliott, at least, um, I will say that I think the next two races, I mean, I'll say the same thing I said last week. 
it's just a, it's he's in a must-win scenario. I mean, it's it's a very difficult, you know, unless he has a performance that he did today, um, next week at Watkins Glen, which is entirely possible. Uh, he's very good there, so I can absolutely see him performing that way. Um, and if he does, we'll have a whole different conversation about him. But I think as of right now, he needs to get he needs to focus on winning. And obviously today was that's what was happening. He was focusing on winning, just didn't quite pan out. So, you know, he, for the next two weeks, he's going to have to focus on that. I think Watkins Glen is going to be his best chance to do that, because like you said, Adam, Daytona is such a wild card race. And then you have guys like Daniel Suarez, uh, who is, you know, who had a great race today. He looked like one of those guys that really could contend for a win. And again, same thing, just couldn't quite pull it out, just couldn't quite just wasn't there in the end. Um, I think next week might be, again, his best chance at winning. Uh, because again, Daytona is just such a wild card race. And then, uh, how about Bubba Wallace, who was sitting so pretty one week ago, and now Michael McDowell wins a race, and suddenly Bubba might actually be in danger. Like he might actually uh, be at risk of falling out again. So now Bubba's going to have some stress on him for the next couple of weeks. So, um, you know, I think uh, Watkins Glen is going to be good for uh, maybe Almondinger, who uh, again, you know, was did have a tough race today, but. I don't know if you noticed, Anna, but for like about 15 laps there, he was the fastest car on the track. So I don't think his speed has gone. I think his luck has gone. But um, if you're not a good road, road course racer, Daytona is going to be the crucial event. That race is going to be, and thankfully, we're going. That's going to be a race that probably you know we might see a first time winner there, or a first time winner for this season there, and you know that'll be their last chance to do it, and they'll lock themselves into the playoffs in some. Uh, amazing last minute last minute banger that we've seen the last few years of daytona so um but yeah these uh watkins Glen's gonna be a good race for for you know gonna be an opportunity for chase and daniel and aj but for everybody else i'm looking at daytona well you're gonna be out of the track the next couple of weeks but you talk about daytona and that's where we saw kind of everything hit the fan last year we had the crash the rain induced crash that took out half the field and then it was kind of just a race of attrition and austin Dillon won them if i remember correctly a damaged car everyone was damaged at the end of that race we take a look at this race shane van gisbergen comes home 10th but we saw brody kostecki's 22nd he was fast during qualifying but ended up spinning out uh he comes home 22nd mike rockenfeller 24th jensen button 28th after kind of a bizarre retaliatory back and forth with ricky stenhouse jr over the course of uh, a while there and kamui kobayashi with a 33rd so it was a rough day for the international drivers uh, in a number of levels these guys definitely want more opportunities so what's the road ahead for them uh first of all, i i want to give a shout out to matt weaver who put out a tweet today and it was uh it was ricky <laughs> did you see that it, yes, it was I, I did yeah it, it was ricky stenhouse it, it's a, the captain was like ricky stenhouse versus the worlders representing america and it was like a picture of him from like daytona in 2017 yeah. saying saying america 1776 we are the champs. So, and it was right after he absolutely dumped uh, Kamui Kobayashi. So, Some, I someone also super... said he was trying to start World War Three. Yeah, <laughs> he was getting close. I think he dumped uh, everybody from the Axis powers uh, for, <laughs> for, from 1944. But um, anyway, but uh, no. Um, I mean, either way, I mean, it was a super impressive run from all the international drivers that showed up today. First off, SVG. I mean, a top ten. I know it wasn't a win, and he he. Let's face it, SVG, he, he raised the bar pretty high for himself at Chicago, but still, a top 10 is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, for Truck only, race I mean, the he's day too... as well on Friday. What's that? Truck race on Friday as well, finishing a respectable, I, I want to say he was like 15th or somewhere thereabouts. So He, he did pretty well. I, his first oval race, if I'm not mistaken, we have a YouTube, uh, we have a video of, uh, of Stephen Stump getting him 
uh, afterwards on our YouTube channel. But um, but yeah, getting a top 10 here, I mean, a super impressive run at a track that uh, isn't a street course and all the other cup guys are used to. So it's getting closer to like cup driver home turf and he's still got a top 10. Uh, and, and then you have a guy like Brody Kostecki, 22nd, uh, had a tough race today, had a start in the back and he still climbed his way to finish 22nd. So uh, good for him. Mike Rockenfeller, he, you know, <laughs> he ran into some people today. Finishing 24th, Andy Lally 30th, Kamui Kobayashi, I want to say, uh, matched uh, the highest finish by a Japanese driver in the Cup Series with 33rd. So um, a, a decent performance for him. Uh, maybe not exactly what a lot of people were expecting, but still pretty decent. But I, going off your question, Adam, I mean, I think a lot of these guys, first, I mean, personally, me personally, I want to see more of these guys uh, coming back. You know, I want to see more these guys trying out these road courses not just not just the road course ringers but i want to see more of these guys in the opals too i love seeing kumui kobayashi try this out because yeah. he's an internationally recognized driver um and seeing him here i wish he had done better because you know maybe he would have gotten the svg treatment and maybe he won't now but um svg i, I think he's you know the rumors are true he's you know there he's probably working with track house maybe even colleague i don't expect to see him in the cup series full-time next year maybe try out a couple races on road courses next year but i don't expect to see him full-time i expect to see him full-time and maybe the xfinity series or the truck series uh at, with the, with nice motorsports or with uh, with colleague uh and xfinity in the trucks for the xfinity series so i expect to see svg in nascar next year full-time but maybe just not in the cup series uh and brody kostecki i don't know he's so far up in the air right now i really don't know where he's gonna be uh rockenfeller you know he's always gonna be a part of nascar he'll probably be a road course ringer for a long time for now and Andy Lally's, Andy Lally, Jensen Button, you know, again, those two drivers, Lally and Button, I think those guys are just part of the Rick Ware racing program from now on. So uh, they're pretty safe. I mean, Button and Rockenfeller are both. They drove for the Garage 56 program at Le Mans. So as far as I'm concerned, they're always going to have a ride in the Cup Series at a road course for the rest of their life. <laughs> so I don't I, I think they'll be OK. Yeah, and it was fun seeing Shane in that truck race the other night, and just the, just the fact that these guys come to this world, there's certainly no lack of pedigree among them. Jensen Budd's an F1 world champion, Kamui Kobayashi's a multi-time 24 hours winner and has the Formula One uh, results to, or has Formula One experience to his name as well, and then the supercars side of things. So you've got you know a pedigree of auto racing from all different corners of the world and people who have raced in all different countries, which is awesome. Uh, so honestly, you know, despite Ricky Stenhouse Jr. doing his best to try to start <laughs> World War III, I think that this weekend was a rousing success with the guys we had in the field. And and you look at the top of the scoring tower, and there's Michael McDowell's 34 there. It's a great story. Uh, you know, he talked in his interview about his family wasn't able to be there for the Daytona one, but they're able to be there for this. So that's pretty cool. Just a dominant performance. Uh, so yeah, Dalton, any final thoughts on this race? Which honestly, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I think now it's. Uh, I think now everyone we're gonna we're gonna have a hundred different articles debating whether or not we should go back to the oval or we should have the road course, just like we did last year. So yes, <laughs> um, I don't know, Adam. What do you think? What, do you think we should go back to the oval, or, or what do you think? You know, I wasn't sold on like the Indy road course like the first year, but I was never sold on the oval either because like the oval will come along and I just kind of sit there and watch the race. And then move on and everything but like i feel like the indie road course opens up a lot more opportunities you know you have the international drivers you have you know the opportunity for a guy like michael mcdowell or you know daniel suarez or anything or another spot in the playoffs filled so 
I'd say I'm 70-30, leaning on keeping the road course. Like I just The Oval never did anything for me. I know it's prestigious. I know it's important to race on the track that the Indy 500 does, the format, the configuration. But it just d never did a whole lot for me. I'm cool with keeping the road course. I don't know about you. Uh, I think the, the Oval's only saving grace really is, I don't know how these next-gen cars would perform on the Oval. That's true. Uh, but... <laughs> That being said, we saw the Gen 4 cars, which, you know, everybody and their mom argues is the best car the NASCAR has ever had. So, uh, and even that, even on the Oval for the Gen 4 cars, they weren't that great. So, I don't know. Uh, I just don't feel like the track was made for stock cars. That being said, I can understand the argument of pedigree uh, versus entertainment. Um, so, uh, it's kind of a hard debate. Um, I think the road course has produced some decent racing, though. Um, some decent finishes, some decent winners. Yeah. Uh, some fun racing at least and i really like the fact that we had no stages today yes um, to, yeah that's it yeah, I, I really like that it let, it let a lot of the pit strategies play out and you know the moment i saw michael mcdowell and daniel suarez and chase elliott break away from the pack on lap 30 i thought wow okay these guys are going to contend for the win and i didn't think oh no we're gonna have a caution <laughs> and then you know it's gonna bunch everything up and change everything like no i thought okay these are these are the guys to beat today so um yeah, I, I I liked I liked the race today. Um, that being said, I I understand the argument for the oval, but the last three years have been have been pretty fun. Uh, I have to admit. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And uh, that is Dalton Hopkins at Pit Lane LT on Twitter. I am at Adam and Cheek on Twitter. Uh, we had Stephen Stump and Mark Crystal out of the track this weekend. Uh, they were covering all the with the doubleheader too with with the Indy race on Saturday, won by Scott Dixon. The Xfinity race on Saturday, won by Ty Gibbs, and then the Cup race on Sunday, uh, won by Michael McDowell. But Dalton, thank you so much again for taking the time in. I appreciate it. Yeah, Adam, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to seeing all your coverage from Watkins Land and Daytona the next two weeks. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff on French Rich on Twitter, French Rich on YouTube, uh, and you can find all of our content there as well. So stay tuned for next week when we'll only have one race left by the time we record the next Stock Cars Scoop with Daytona. But Watkins Glen will recap all the action that happens next Sunday afternoon.